What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Kiss Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Summer Nicole. And I mean, my guest right now, we really don't need an introduction because he's just that great. <laughs> like he's an investor, businessman. He's a director. Deep. I mean, he just takes over the production and directing all of that. He just takes over that industry so well. And I just want to introduce you to Alpha Male Visual. Hey. What's, What's going up? on, Summer? How are you? I'm great how are you i'm doing great i appreciate you having me here today man i, mean, I can talk to y'all i just feel great having you on the couch today like i mean hey, i got alpha male visuals here hey man you just call me roger roger alexander roger you know i call you roger but you know right. everybody else i don't know <laughs> they know you as alpha male well you know i do more than just the the production company so you know now it's like because i'm in different sectors i'm just like just call me roger bro yeah. And then if I'm working the production, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, that's all the paperwork stuff. But yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I'm Roger. So tell me, how did you come up with the name Alpha Male Visuals? Like what made you say Alpha Male Visuals? So it's a few things. Um, the first would be, so, you know, anybody who's starting a business understands how hard it is to like get the ball rolling, right? Mm -hmm. So one of my early strategies was, so I'm, I pledged Alpha Phi Alpha when I was in college. Okay. So one of my early strategies was, all right, bet when I start my business, some of the first people that I'm going to hit up to like try to do commercials or try to do projects are like other people in the Divine Nine, other people who pledged uh, fraternities and sororities. Because we kind of have this like after you graduate, it's kind of like when you go out into the real world, you see somebody else that pledged. You kind of have like a connection yeah. because it's like it, there's a certain culture that we understand that you know, people who didn't pledge might not have been a part of. So you kind of like show favor to other people who are part of a uh, either especially your organization or another organization mm -hmm. so that was kind of something with me is like all right bet i'm going to target these divine nine members that have their own businesses and i'm gonna hit them up and you know try to start doing some commercials whatever whatever and so part of the strategy was all right I, it'd be clever to put alpha in the name of my business and so at first it was going to be like alpha productions or something like that but like all those names were taken mm -hmm. and then like the alpha male visuals just kind of it was one of the the options on the list and i was like oh you know this works so then you know you start talking to people and then um they find out that you're an alpha and they're like oh shit. You yeah know, they make the connection so it's a conversation piece exactly yeah. and then the second part of it was um just kind of how i was raised from my parents and kind of what they instilled in me was like you know no matter what it is that you do try to be the best at whatever that is so it was like even if you're going to be a janitor or a trash man or whatever like you be the best janitor in the state of texas or, or at least try to be right you know what i'm saying there's a, it's a more of a mindset thing like for example you know when i was playing football like i was good but i wasn't i wasn't no all-american you know what i'm saying like i wasn't going to the nfl but I was that guy that was like staying after practice, putting in extra reps after everybody else had left because I'm trying to give everything that I can at that particular position to try to be the best. Now, whether or not I became the best is a different story, <laughs> but it's, it's striving for that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so it's that that idea of like striving to be the best in whatever field that you're in and, you know, wherever you fall and the results is where you fall. But it's, it's a mindset thing. So the alpha comes from that. And then the last thing, I know I'm giving you a lot of no, stuff right yeah. now, but the last thing is it's, it's kind of a, it's a marketing gimmick. 
So like when people hear that name, it, it elicits a response out of them, like yeah. alpha male visual. So you got people who are like, oh, nigga, you think you the, <laughs> you think you alpha male, blah, blah, blah. but it it makes people ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Like if my if the name of my company was uh, Water Bottle Visuals, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, it it's just it's different. It's different. <laughs> but when you hear that name, people are like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Let yeah. me see. So it it starts conversations and it gets people asking questions and. From a marketing standpoint, once they're already asking you questions about your business, you kind of already got them hooked because now I give them an answer of basically what I just explained to you. And so now they have a story connected to the name itself as opposed to just being a name. And so once, you know, they have more information and stuff like that, you're you're kind of already halfway there as far as marketing your brand. I like that. I like that. So you said you pledged in, in college. What college did you go to? So I went to Truman State University, which is in Missouri. It's like the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but they was giving out scholarships, you know hey. what I'm saying? So I'm like, hey, let me go ahead and take this free money real quick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was up there uh, playing football at the same time. But I always got to tell people, like I was... I was 75% academic scholarship and the rest was football. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta put it cause I'm not like the dumb job. Yeah. They try to yeah, put that on yeah. you. It's like, nah, I work, I work for my shit. So you didn't cheat. I, I ain't cheat. I work for my <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. So what was your major like? Because I, I, I had to ask you this because I mean, you are extremely well with marketing. Did you take any marketing classes or training? I did. School? I did actually. So I was a, a business major with a um, marketing concentration. And so a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the stuff you don't even really use for real, but like marketing was a thing where it was like, yo, I know no matter what I do, I can, I can apply this to my business or whatever field that I go in. It's just, it's universal. So yeah. that was actually something I studied and a lot of the shit, I just start applying to the businesses that I run. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. So tell us about what, how did, how is the strike, you know, in the industry, you know, the, the filming industry has a strike right now. Right. How, how is that affecting your business? Like, is it, is it affecting your business? So for me, because I work in a lot of different sectors, like, yes, I do the movies, but I also, you know, I started in music videos. So the music videos isn't affected at all. So I've kind of positioned myself to where, because I have my hand in different pots, I'm always going to be working regardless. So yeah, the movie side is definitely slowed down right now and everybody's kind of waiting for the strike to be over with, but you can just pivot over and, you know, go shoot some music videos and, um, you know, I do commercials as well. So I'm always finding something. And then yeah. I've got, you know, the Sprinter van business and the rental house. So yeah, multifaceted. I'm a hustler. I'm yeah. a, I'm a find a way to make some money. Most definitely. So, okay. So we talked about the strike. So how did you trans transition over from you know, directing music videos and all of those great things. And then you switched over into the filming industry. Mm -hmm. You know, you just did Keisha Cole mm -hmm. um, biopic with uh, Lifetime. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of tell us more about that. So a lot of it just came from, I have to give a shout out to uh, James. Hold on, let me fix this real quick. Uh, he might be on a, he might be on the live real quick, but I got to give a shout out to, to James, uh, over at Swirl Films. So he's kind of like, James. you know, James, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So he kind of brought me into the movie space. He kind of saw what we were doing with the music videos, but it was more than just shooting music videos. Like I was building a team and building a community. I was hiring, uh, you know, some of these, I had an internship program where I was bringing in these young guys and kind of coaching them up and then putting them like actually in, in the game on set shooting. And so he kind of saw more than just, 
you know, a videographer that I was, I was creating this community around me. So, and, and it's more of like the, the leadership qualities. I thought that he wanted to bring somebody in on their side where basically he could put me in place and know that I'm going to get it done and he doesn't have to micromanage me. You right. know what I'm saying? So he could go off and cause they're over there, they're doing like five movies or TV oh, shows a month. You know oh, what I'm saying? Working. So like, he wants to go over here and focus on his TV shows and like, yo, we got this movie. Just go, go shoot some shit. Yeah. And so that's basically the first opportunity he gave me um, was a movie called Twisted House Sitter, which is on Tubi right now. So everybody can go watch that. But uh, they brought me in. It was he was basically like, look, man, like I got to go over here and go do some stuff like I've seen what you've been doing for a while. He just basically, you know, gave me the budget. It was like, go make this movie. So I produced that and DP that. And uh, it was a success for Tubi and for Mar Vista, which is the studio in L.A. that um, was kind of funding everything. And so from there, just kind of proving myself in that space. And then it, it just opened the door for the next, you know, six or seven movies that we've done after that. I mean, you were back to back with the movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way working. you released, I was like, wow, he is working. With we you. were working. Yeah. I sure. mean, that's awesome. Um, how do you feel like, you know, being you know, a part of some amazing films and just like, how do you feel, you know, coming from, cause everybody knew you as a video art, like video production, but right, directing. and directing, but you know, moving towards the film, like, how do you feel like from just doing both? Like, um, it's dope because like music videos feeds my creative side, right? Like that was the stuff that kept me up at night because my first passion was music first. So a lot of people don't know that I was like, I was singing, I was rapping, I was making beats, I was writing for other people. And um, I had got to a point where it was just, it was always a hobby of mine. I never was like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm a grow up and be a rapper. It was just like something I love to do. But um, once I got into the music video side, it was it was fueling that creative part of me, but it's also a lot of bullshit that, can we, put, can we cuss on this? Yeah. There's also a lot of bullshit that comes with music videos. Yeah. Um, and that shit gets old after a while. Right. And so, and then you also, there's also a ceiling there. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to a point where I felt like I had either done everything or I had seen everything that there is to see. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, my, my, my pinnacle was kind of like, um, doing the BET awards when we did uh Lil Baby and 42 Doug. So we directed like their opening act. Yeah, that was crazy. For the BET awards. And so that was always like a thing for me, like trying to figure out a way to, to either get there or get involved with it. And once I got there, it was like, it was cool. I did some other stuff. We did the Jimmy Fallon show, but then it was kind of like, I feel like I've seen everything here. Like may maybe I haven't won like a MTV award yet or nothing like that, but you know, I see it. I see other directors who are like at a high level and it's like, it's cool. I could continue doing this, but it's kind of like if you climb, you climb to a mountain. Right. But then you turn around and you see a bigger mountain over here. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I want that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so and that's the, the movies, that's the movie producers, that's the Marvels and all of that shit. So then it was like, all right, well, I finished this. Let me find my next challenge. And so that was movies. And then there's a there's a much bigger potential for growth and um and just even in finances like it's mm. it's, it's a, a whole different ball game you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes so can you tell me like who are some of the people that you looked up to or look up to now um mm -hmm. that inspired you to become you know a director you know dp in in the filming business so on the music video side i say the first music video director that really inspired me was a guy named colin tilly mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. who was out in LA and he was just like on top of the world for over a decade. Like in my mind, he was always like one of the top guys. And then obviously you've got the the Hype Williams and stuff like that. Everybody knows yes. those names, but Colin was the first guy to me that kind of like, when I was working my day job, I would come home and just watch music videos. And like, I would write down videos that I thought were really dope. And then when I started doing more research, I realized that 90% of the videos that I loved were directed by Colin. So I was like, damn, this shit is dope. And then I just started like diving into it and then doing more research. So I would credit Colin with that. Um, I also really like uh, Joseph Kahn and Dave Myers. Mm -hmm. They're both OGs, been around for a long time. Um, They're probably like my top three. And then I would say um, on the... What was it you said? Who else inspired me? Like on the movie side? Yeah. Um, so my favorite director on the movie side is Christopher Nolan. Okay. So he's done like Inception. Yes. He did The Dark Knight. He did the Oppenheimer movie that just came out. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was dope. But um, his movies are, it's more than just a spectacle. There's usually like levels to it. Like I like psychological movies that really make you think about shit outside of just the movie that you're watching. Yes. And so, like, Inception for me was like, yo, it's a dream inside of a dream and blah, blah, blah. Like, all this crazy (laughs) shit. So, or, like, you have to watch it multiple times and you'll catch stuff that you didn't see the first few times you watched it. Yeah. I like shit like that. So, um, I really like Christopher Nolan. And, uh, yeah, man. And then, you know, I've got, on the business side of things, I got my mentors. You know, shout out to Eric and James over at Swirl. You know what I'm saying? They've kind of been coaching me through a lot amazing got, guys yeah they're amazing they're amazing we got uh dave uh motion family is one of the guys that whenever i first got here <laughs> you know what i'm saying they opened their arms to me as far as like getting me um acclimated to like the atlanta community mm-hmm. when i got here mm-hmm. and they were they were one of the guys actually that before i moved here that i was kind of following them and i was inspired by them so for them to be welcoming to me whenever i got here that was really dope and then uh, I don't know if you know Dave over at Trey Native. Yes, I do. Yeah, so Dave is also, you know what I'm saying? We've had a lot no, of... No, we know a lot of same people. Yeah, a lot of same people. So <laughs> a lot of phone calls with Dave, you know what I'm saying? Just giving me advice on just a lot of shit. Yes. So those are the... There's probably some more that I'm not thinking That's about. That's awesome. I mean, you have some heavy hitters around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely been. So, um, so tell me, okay, if you were to choose three of your top favorite movies, what would it be? Three of the top favorite movies. So, the first one that comes to mind is, I would say, The Matrix. Okay. Right? Because The Matrix, at the time when it came out, broke so many barriers as far as, like, visual effects and being innovative with shit that, like, had never been done before. Like, think about when you saw that bullet time scene, when the bullets are flying by, (laughs) and think about how many movies copied that shit after Mm -hmm. that. And everybody was trying to do bullet time, slow motion shit. And so they were like, they were trendsetters with that. And then um, also too, just the concept of it, of like the things around you, like not from a philosophical standpoint, it teaches you not to just accept the things that are in front of you. Like thinking outside of the box, thinking, you know, what the things that might be in front of you might not actually be what you think it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I always thought that was dope. It's kind of kind of goes hand in hand with there's another movie called The Truman Show. You mm-hmm. ever seen that from Jim Carrey? No, I haven't, but but it's a similar concept yeah. where it's like, you know, what I'm saying he grows up living his life normally, and then he finds out later that everything that he knows is constructed in this dome that has been built for him, and he thinks it's the world, but it's not. Mm. And there's another world outside of that that he didn't really 
know about. So you go watch that. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> It'll start making you question like the shit around you. Like, is this really real? Like, are y'all actors? Are y'all, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so Matrix, uh, Black I think. Swan. Oh yeah, and then uh, I think Inception is probably up there too. Okay, Inception. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we know that you are a mentor to other people because you have you you have mentors, but right. you also mentor some people. Right. Like kind of like how do you what 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 type of people do you have around you that you say okay I can take you on a, and I, I, as a mentee? Yeah. So I have a, a internship program where I bring in guys. You know, we we meet probably every quarter i would say um and we bring in these guys who have just reached out to me at some point during time and really it's it's not like a structured like classroom where i sit down and like go through stuff it's it's more hands-on so they'll come on set um and they're helping us out you know moving stuff around kind of doing like pa type work but they're asking questions as they go along they're they're watching and and learning by you know whatever we're doing but it's always like everything is optional, like nothing is mandatory. You come as you please. I'll let you guys know when the shoots are and then everything is on you. And I leave it that way on purpose because I don't want anybody to feel obligated, number one. And two, that's how you see the people who really want it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if everything is optional and I'm not, you know what I'm saying? There's no requirements. The people who are hungry and really want that shit, they're the first ones there. They're the last ones to leave. Mm -hmm. They're attentive. Oh, I know. They're yes. not on their phone. They're not in the corner trying to take pictures with two chains in the background so they can get all their <laughs> lights and shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they, I can tell the difference between somebody who really wants that shit and somebody who's there for Instagram or for the hype. Or, the, or or it'd be people who think they slick, you know what I'm saying? Like they want to come in and get the sauce and see what I'm doing and then run off and try to copy it or mm -hmm. do their own thing. And, you know, that's part of the game. It's going to happen. But you know, I see all that shit. Yes. And it's you, it's unavoidable. So you kind of just have to take the bad with the good and you kind of sift through people and through that process, you'll find that diamond in the rough. And then, you know, I bring those guys in and, you know, some of those guys are still with me today. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us like, okay, juggling, you know, being an um, entrepreneur and then your, your, your businesses. Right. Kind of tell us some of the businesses that you have. For sure. So Alpha Male Visuals is the production company um, where we're doing commercials, music videos and films. Um, we have Super Sprinters Atlanta um, where we have like these Mercedes Benz Sprinter vans. They're tricked out on the inside where they, they look like limousines or uh, like an executive coach or something like that. And so those are used for like, you know, weddings, airport pickup when artists are going on tour or whenever they come in town, they want to travel with their team. Um, I mean, there's a, a million different uses for it. And then um, the last is Atlanta Camera Rental, which is a rental house. So cameras, grip trucks, lights, pretty much everything that's needed to shoot a film, we provide all in-house. And so, you know, some of the, the advantage of using that, I mean, there's a million rental houses out there, right? But when someone calls me because I, I have everything in-house, it's like you don't have to grab lights from over here and get your crew from over here like we we pretty much provide everything full service and all you have to do is talk to me and then that's awesome we hook it up for them you have some dope stuff going on yeah <laughs> <I appreciate it. laughs> so let's talk real estate right right so you just purchased your home right i did so is that year. your first purchase it is it is I, I so i bought my house last year and then i'm hoping to buy my second one before the end of this year but that'll be 
an investment property. So we'll either do like, I was thinking about Airbnb, but Airbnb is a lot of work. Yeah. As far as like trying to do turnover and all that. And I don't really have time to do that. I could hire somebody for it, but I think from the people that I've been speaking with, I think doing um, rentals for like productions and stuff or events probably makes more sense. Mm -hmm. So, or just renting it out to a tenant. I'm, I'm not sure what I, which route I'm gonna go yet, but that's that's the goal for sure. Okay. So do you um, do you see yourself investing in you know more more homes or more properties and also commercial? Like, do, what do you see yourself in? Yeah. So um, yeah, long term, it is to have like multiple properties that are making a profit. You know, I I've done a lot of like. Anybody that I know that I look up to is rich. They all have real estate. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the one thing that everybody has in common. Most and so definitely. if that's something that you're working towards, real estate is going to be in your conversations at some point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of my mentors told me is like, yo, if you're, you're trying to be successful, you're trying to be rich, like just do what the rich people do. Like they found out the formula. So whatever they're doing is working, mm -hmm. study them, figure out what they're doing and, and just, you know what I'm saying? Replicate that. So. You know, one of the things you always hear is like buy your assets to cover your liabilities. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, but assets can be houses. It can be businesses. It can be something you're renting out. So eventually, yeah, like I want to have multiple. But, you know, I got all these other steps. Yes, of course. Of course. But I mean, being a homeowner is like the best thing ever. It is. I know. Is. But even though you did run into some issues. Man. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about that too. I know I want to just kind of hop hop into that a little bit because we want to talk a little bit about real estate. Yeah, so for sure. I want to just dive into like you know being a homeowner, you going you, you have a lot of responsibilities. Right. So when you had that plumbing issue, how Man. did that happen? Like what what happened? Man, so I was actually this was the last day that we were shooting the Keisha Cole movie. Mm -hmm. I'm literally on set. And uh my my homie was there at the time. He called me. It was like, "Yo, he sent me a video." And the the pipes like in the ceiling had or it was something with the shower pan like I with the shower is like on the top floor. And I guess the shower pan had like busted or something like that. I'm not 100 percent sure, but basically water was just spraying like, all over the floor on like the main level. Mm. And it was like a freaking pool and I couldn't do nothing because I'm on set shooting. So like it had to sit and then we, you know, I called the insurance uh, I called nationwide, but it was like right before there was like a holiday. I want to say it was like Thanksgiving or something like that, mm -hmm. but they couldn't come out until like three days later. Man. So it was just like water damage everywhere. But it actually ended up being a blessing in disguise because, you know, the home insurance basically covered everything. And then, you know, I had some contractors that hooked me up with some prices, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So I got like I actually renovated the house and and increased the value of it by you know replacing the floors that's awesome got a whole new bathroom whole new shower you know what i'm saying and uh damn maybe i shouldn't say that because nationwide might be watching <laughs> it's all good it's but all good. uh you know there's a little <laughs> finessing in there hey but we I made mean, it work a lot of people do it so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah but at least you 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 have value like yeah, yeah okay. and appreciate it from that so it was dope of course yeah well i want to just tell you you know i want first i want to ask you too before we wrap this up i mm -hmm. want to ask you um what can you give what kind of advice can you give or tips can you give to you know um, young entrepreneurs or people that are trying to enter the the filming industry or the music video industry mm -hmm. like what kind of advice or tips can you give to them man 
Uh, it's a long uphill battle. I'm gonna look at one of these cameras right here, but understand that this is not some shit that like just happens overnight. And I know that that sounds cliche, but really like every number one, I would say you, this industry is being successful in this industry. Like 30% of it is you being talented at what you do and being great at what you do. The other 70% is your relationships it's politics, it's being in the right place at the right time, it's being kind of like in the mix and, and being the person that people will call for certain situations and certain things that come up. And a lot of times people put so much pressure on trying to be great. Look, I know directors who are trash, like the videos they put out are trash, <laughs> but because of the relationships that they have and uh, you know what I'm saying like being friends with certain people and all the politics of the industry, you know what I'm saying they're working and they're making a lot of money and they're whatever whatever. And people sometimes think that like the people who are the best are the ones who are gonna be the most successful and at the top. And it's really not that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not. So it's like yes, when you're starting out, work on your craft, perfect your craft. But once you get good, the other side of it that you have to treat like a job is going to these events and you know, meeting the execs and, you know, networking, networking, yeah. like it's, that's a huge part of it. Um, and then once you get to a certain point is learning to work smarter, not harder. Yes. Um, and that, that comes in a variety of different ways, whether it's, you know, putting a team together where you're going to have to pay people out. Now you might not make as much at first, but it's freeing up your time. Yeah. And now you have more time to go out and find new clients or go to that dinner with, the music exec to be able to build, you know, a longer, a better relationship that's going to lead to something else. Like everything that you're doing is planting seeds. Yes. So you want to plant those as many seeds as possible in many places as possible. And then you don't know when those seeds are going to grow. You know, I have seeds that are sprouting now from niggas I met eight years ago mm -hmm. and didn't talk mm -hmm. to them again mm -hmm. until now. But they, you know what I'm saying? They were following me on Instagram. They see what I was doing and they finally had an opportunity that would benefit both of us. And they would call me and then, you know what I'm saying? And now it turns into a project or some money or whatever. So I like that. You got to keep planning. I like building the relationships. That's 100%. very, very, very important. And I mean, you have given a lot of people opportunities. You've even given me opportunities. For sure. So, I, mean, I, can't, I, I say you are a blessing to a lot of people. Thank and you. that's very powerful. That's very, very powerful. And I mean, kudos to you, man. Thank, thank, thank you. <laughs> but we love you. We appreciate you. For sure. <laughs> and I would love to give you a bottle of hey, Yeah, yeah, I need that. <laughs> the blue. Uh, that's just to show you our appreciation, and we appreciate you for coming on I appreciate on you, Summer. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Cut. a wrap. That's a wrap.